Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome to Globethotting. We're here. I'm f- very happy that you're here. I'm glad that you have recognized that you two are a Globethot. I don't know what that means. Do you know what a thought is? I know what a thought is. That hoe over there. That hoe over there. No, I've only I've been out of the country twice. Well, one three, of the times, times. we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I know what one of them is for sure. Because okay. we know you're a veteran. Thank you very much. Oh, I thought, you. Oh, I thought you meant Canada. No, I didn't. Oh, for, okay, I just no. got back from Canada. My opening questions are always two things, and then we're going to get to the real meat of it. What is your most epic diarrhea story while traveling? Oh. I want to get right to it because oh, yeah. I want to break it. You, you said that, but I've, I've never, I've never gotten, I've never gotten diarrhea traveling. Even on the road as a comic. Mm-mm. You have a what? Your stomach's just, just fine. It's a tank, dude. Iron. It's a. It's iron. I, n- I never get stuff. I mean, I've had stomach issues before, but. What a flex. Very rarely. Like, you can eat anything on the road and you're good. Well, no, it's just I know what I can't eat. Like, what can you not eat? I can't do dairy. Can't do dairy. Yeah, I used to be able to. You've lived in LA long enough that you're now dairy free. No, it's just, just out of nowhere, it just started disagreeing with me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you can't eat it. You know? <gasps> oh. Because I used to, I've, I've been lactose intolerant for a long time. Okay. But I Where'd used you to, grow up? D.C. D.C. Oh, Maryland, uh, Virginia, or yeah, Maryland. What part of Maryland? P.G. County. No way. Yeah. My boyfriend is from Montgomery County. Oh, right. I love Maryland. I love everyone from Maryland that I meet. They're all very cool. Yeah, Maryland's a very, you know, it's a chill. Yeah. Chill vibe. I love that. But uh, but they, uh, but I've so I've I've been able to get away with like you know a little nibble here, a little nibble there. I even looked up like the the low lactose cheeses, and I was you know fuck with that a little. They've bit. come. A long way. Yeah. They're not as disgusting as they used to be. Well, the vegan cheese is not as disgusting. Like, the vegan cheese used to be real bad. Now but, it's good. But so now I, just, I just avoided things. I've never had a stomach issue on the road that I can think of. Um, but I have, I think the, probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me on vacation, my freshman year of high school. I, so not only was I on vacation, but I was in a new, I was, I was with a new uh, family. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was I was gonna be going to school with people that I've never gone to school with. None of these people knew me or anything. And this, and the family went on vacation, and so you know I went with them. And then, <clears throat> and I got chicken pox. <gasps> like the day we were leaving, I, I got I had a bump. I had one bump on my arm. No. Yeah, and then by the time. I think we were gone for like four days, but by the third day, I was covered in chicken pox, and I'd fucked around and got in the, um, I got in a hot tub. Like I had, I had one bump on my arm, and I got in a hot tub, and I woke up the next day, and I was covered in the shit. Why does the hot tub give you more chicken pox? Just, it just expedites sure. everything. I'm not sure what it. Was. I don't know if that made it worse or if it was just a coincidence, <clears throat> but, but the thing is, you are, um, you're not, you're not contagious. Like you still have all the bumps. When you stop being contagious, okay, got it. So they made me go to school anyway. And I, and like I was begging, I was oh, no. begging, please don't make me go to school. <laughs> and they made me go to school. Did anyway. you go fully covered like um, Elizabeth Holmes, like Steve Jobs level oh, turtleneck vibes? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it gets worse. It gets oh. worse. Oh okay. I get up, I put on, no, I, I put on a turtleneck. 
and it's summertime, right? It's the end of summer, so it's like hot. But I'm, but I'm, co- I'm covering everything up, and and this is also right around the same time that like I don't know if this happens to women, but but you know this this is the same summer where like puberty has taken hold, and so it's like I'm, I'm you start to you're you're excessively sweat. You start to sweat, but your sweat starts to smell bad. Right. Because you know when you're a kid, you smell great all the time, right? Or or your oh, your your sweat isn't like potent. No. And so, but I know some stinky ass kids. But this is grown man sweat, oh, and I, and, no. I, and I and I and I didn't put on deodorant because I was just I thought I was gonna win this battle of not going to school, and I was just like fine, fucking walked out of the house and didn't think about it, and I'm, and I'm walking around school in the end of summer with a turtleneck on and no deodorant on, and it's like humid, right? And it's working kind of sort of, you know, no one said anything, blah blah blah, and then I get to like my fourth, uh, my fourth class or something like that, and this girl behind me. She went to check my tag to see what brand name the hoodie was. Because this, this was a thing back then. You know, if you were wearing certain brands or off brands, people would make fun of you. Okay. And she was like, what the fuck? This motherfucker smell like ass. You know, it like just drew all the attention in the class on me. Oh, blah. What a bitch. And then, and, but she also saw like all the bumps and stuff all over my neck. And so it was like, she, she, she reacted like she saw, like I was an alien that was invading the class, you know. Like you were a witch. And you yeah. had a sp- oh, my yeah. God. Probably one of the most embarrassing moments. Of, okay, well, that took a turn. Thank you for sh- thank you for the vulnerability. That was but, yeah, never quite... Had, never had diarrhea on the road. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you've had chicken pox, though, because then that means you're not going to get shingles, right? Isn't that a thing? Isn't shingles like adult-onset chicken pox if you never had chicken pox? I think they say that. Yeah, I think because I think you hit like you have the virus, but it never broke out, so it turns into shingles. You know Sean Perlman? Mm-mm. Oh, he got shingles, and I, I was, I was like, what a fucking pussy. All right, the second question I want to ask you is, uh, if you've ever gotten, I mean, you're pretty chill. I don't imagine you've had an epic fight, but have you ever gotten like an epic fight with a partner or friend or uh, opener, or anyone, like anyone ever while you're on the road or traveling? Any epic fights? Um, I mean, I don't know if I would say epic, just because I'm pretty no nonsense. Like, I, I'll just leave. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a, 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 a few times I remember um, this is so long ago, but this was this was right after I got out of, of the military, and I remember going to. Um, I remember going to I don't know if it was Myrtle Beach or something with my girlfriend's family. And her sister was dating one of these, I don't know what you call them, these instigators. You know, the people that's always, you know, the the people that'll, you know, that'll go over here and whisper one thing and then go back over here and whisper another thing. And then. Yeah, Jews, well, we call it yentas. Yeah, one of them. Okay. Right? And I didn't know the dude, you know, because I've been gone for however long. But we're all with the family. The mom, her mom takes the whole family and all of their significant others. We all go to the beach, and and I and I'll never forget. It was, there was a moment where it was just me and him somewhere, for whatever reason, or we were just on we were on just one side of the pool together, and he walks up and starts talking to me like, "Yeah, so you know, you get a lot of bitches out there." And uh, I was like, nah, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> you know, and then he goes back over. And tells my girlfriend's sister that I was over there bragging about all the bitches. I had. 
while I was, you know what I'm saying? Just completely. Like a shit stir. Yeah. And, and so, and so, you know, I get back to, you know, we get back to, it's, it's not the pool. It's nighttime. We're back where we're barbecuing or whatever the fuck we were doing. And my, and my girl was like mad at me. And I'm like, what the, what's going on? She's like, why did you tell? This? I was like, well, I didn't say that to that motherfucker. <gasps> it was, it was just one of the, it was just the weirdest thing for him to do. He just wanted to cause some drama. He was like, he wanted to be like a real housewife. He was trying yeah. to throw in some drama. Yeah, and I think part of him knew that I wouldn't go and like put hands on him or nothing because I had to go back, you know. And you're a chill dude, you know. I, I don't see you getting. No, violent. not back then. I wasn't. So I was like, I'm gonna get you. I mean, I, I don't even remember. I don't remember his. Name. I remember what he looks like. But if I if there was a way for me to get revenge without getting in trouble, I would have got it. <gasps> what would you do? I don't know. Mm. Burn his house down. Ooh. You're a petty ass bitch. I'm into it. I'm into yeah. it. Because you know, because you know, was, was, because because the thing is, from that point forward, we had this weird trust issue because you know, when you're dating somebody that's in the service, you know, you're they're always gone, and you know, and so he planted that seed, <gasps> you know, and it just it was just never the same, <sighs> you know. I'm so sorry that happened to I you. I know. What a fuck. Was that the worst thing that was. happened to you in the, in the war? No. <laughs> You're in the you're a marine. I was, yeah. You're a marine. Okay, can you tell us a little bit about that? Where where were you? What was your? How long were you in? I was in for five years. I was stationed in San Diego, and um, and I went I went to uh, uh, Iraq two times, um, but I was a I was a I was a uh, tactical air operations. What does that mean exactly? Tech. It means. Um, uh, Planes have air traffic control. Yeah, but that's that's really for that's for like takeoff and like, that's like when you get close to some other place. You have to when you're taking off and landing, you have to contact air traffic control. Right, right. but, but there's, it, a lot of, there's a lot of activity going on in the right. Now we, now we had a, we had a, we had that too. We had air traffic control, but then in combat flights, someone has to control during the flight. Okay. So, so it's that. It's like once they take off. Our unit was the one going, you know, this is what blow up. That's what, <gasps> this is who else is in the Holy area. shit. Is, you know what I mean? But you were like in a secure location somewhere controlling these planes, telling them where no, to no, like. No, 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 no. I fixed the, I fixed the equipment. Because it, cause it wasn't just controlling the planes, but it was also like, that was just one of the things they did. But it, but it was also like controlling the airspace. Okay. But, so it was just like. This is our airspace. If anything come into it or, you know, we go. Damn. We are in charge of that. You're the dom top of the air. Right. And I just fixed the equipment. I I didn't do any of that shit. Okay. Wow. Incredible. So, so you were in Iraq twice. Yeah. How long were you there both times? Um, fuck. It's kind of blurry, but I want to say the first time it was probably six months. And I think the second time was like 10 months. Okay, this is a really weird question, but you're there, right? You're just in Iraq. I mean, you're there as a soldier or as a Marine. Uh-huh. But are you, like, going to bar? Like, what are you doing on your no. off time? Like, There's no bars. There's no bar- I mean, I'm kidding. But, like, what are you doing? It's such an interesting experience that you basically, you live in another country, but as such a specific experience in that country. What do you do in your leisure time, in your off time, in Iraq as a Marine, the, in a very... Um... Highly contested situation. I mean, honestly, all we did, because here's the, here's the deal. I don't want to mis, misinform you. 
So the first time we went, we did our actual jobs, right? And yeah. Which which is what I just described to you. But the second time we went, we were security forces for the air, for the air base. Okay. And that's just us like standing on towers with guns for like four, five, six hours or whatever, right? And um, another twenty hours a day, though. <laughs> what do you do in the other twenty hours? Um, well, that was more of a it was more of a twelve hour commitment because it basically <laughs> basically the towers the towers were a mile apart and there were thirty two of them I think uh-huh. and so and it was it was one bus like basically driving to exchange people because it was always got to be somebody on a tower so that was five or six hours was how much time you were on the tower got it but it would take the shift is like 12 13 hours right because okay. it takes that long to pick everybody up and okay. debrief and all this other stuff yeah then you then you spend the most of your time you know you don't really have free time i mean you spend most of your time eating working out or sleeping and then you know maybe you you still an hour or so and people would go to uh, try to make a phone call or something cuz 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 it's it's different now it's like the longer we were there the more Americanized it got, you know? Interesting. Because I, I was there, so I was in Kuwait <clears throat> in 2003. I was in Kuwait waiting to go over the border. Okay. Right? Because we were, they were like, we were like debating whether we were going to invade or not. Okay. And then when we first went over the border, it was like, yeah, we were, we were like digging holes of shit in and that kind of thing. You know, no. What the fuck? Yeah, we were digging holes of shit in. We were making like satellite phone calls that you had to like call a motherfucker. And then give them the number on your calling card, and have them call the thing, and then have them call the person you were trying to call, and it was that kind of shit. But then, you know, just the next year when we went, it's like, oh, now there's a, you know, now there's porta potties, you know, now there's air conditioning, now there, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. And then, wow. And then the people that went after me were like, oh, dude, there's a pool, there's a, there's a Pizza Hut, there's like a resort. There's, yeah, there's Wi-Fi. I'm like Wi-Fi. What? Yeah. So it's that kind of shit. Do you hang? Do you talk to the locals at all, or is it like a very clear division? I did not, but there, people did. I mean, it, you know. I imagine it's not the most comfortable relationship. No, that's not true. Okay, then yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm very. This is not my world. I mean, so. So, I mean, I never talked to none of the locals, but but there, you know, people would come back with like a goat and shit, and be like, "What did you do for that goat?" And they're like, "I, I gave him a." You know, a Tom Brady jersey or something. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> yeah, people would barter and all that, but it's like I wasn't interested in nothing risky. I was like, they would take back a goat. You can bring back a goat. No, from you a... can't. You can't bring it home. But I mean, they would come. Like they would come back after their shift, and they would just have a goat or have a monkey or something. That, like, what the fuck oh. did you get that from? You know, they'd be like, oh, I went up to the fence and I would talk to this and that person, or I walked out and out in the town and. I... That's insane. Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah. I didn't see I never did none of that shit. I never volunteered for nothing dangerous, nothing more dangerous than what was like required of me. I ain't want to yeah. go on patrol. No, you're not trying to lose a limb. Nah. They but do they tell you don't talk to the locals? Are they are they kind of like keep your distance or do they say like, "Hey, you know what? Do it. It's not their fault. Just do whatever you want." No, 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 no. It, there's people whose job it is to talk to the locals because okay. um what's the word? What's the term they used to always say? Hearts and minds. Oh. Because it's like you can't just you can't just win the fights. You have to also win over the people that are not fighting because otherwise you're not safe. You got to make it like a cultural consensus. Like unless you're just gonna kill everybody, which is illegal. Right. That's so, a war crime. Right. So you have to you have to have good relations with the people that aren't fighters 
so that you can, you know, you're not constantly looking behind you, you know. So interesting. So so they were so it was like if it wasn't your job to be talking to them, there was no reason cuz we we had our own little base and area and so it was like if it wasn't your job to be talking to them, there was no reason for you to be talking to them. Had you ever been out of the country before this? Mm-mm. So this was your first experience of travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not tra- it's weird to call it travel. It's 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 own thing. I mean, you are traveling abroad, but it's its own sort of kind of travel. But it was the first time you ever left the country, mm-hmm. and you were going to, for work. Um, but it's such a specific experience. What was the experience of leaving the country like for the first time? Oh, I hated it. Why? <laughs> um, just because you know, because it was just it was hot and miserable, and I missed my stuff. What'd you miss the most? I missed my car. Okay. I missed my I missed food. Mm. I missed real cigarettes. What were you guys What were you guys eating? MRE. Well, that's not true. Well, it, well, it was it was part MREs and in part like childhood. But that's the thing. That's like the food got the longer you were there, the bet the food got better and better. Wait, what did you work? What were you eating? MREs are like they're called meal, meals ready to eat. They, oh, okay. Like you can buy them for like camp. It's not exclusive no, to the military. I get it. I get it. But it's not. It's, it's like astronaut food. Like it's airplane like, food. No. <laughs> way, 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 way worse than that. Oh my god. No, it, it's well. I mean, that's not true. I mean, all of them wasn't bad. But you know, this is shit that's designed not to spoil. Right. So, you know, they breaking out shit from Vietnam, you know, and, and you're like, oh, wow, this is... Is it just salt? This is lasagna. No, it's... It, it was, <laughs> there were different meals, and that was another thing. That became its own sort of currency as well. So that's, 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 that's what I was trying to it tell you. It sounds like, like prison. Like, <laughs> like you, say, you say bored, like, what would you guys do? But it's like, if you leave... If you leave enough Marines with nothing to do, they'll make shit to do. They'll, right. they'll invent something. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it will... People, they always amaze me with their ingenuity because there's, there's people from all walks of life with all manner of skills. So, you know, we, we, we were out in the middle of the desert with nothing. And then you come back like two weeks later and it's like, you know, these motherfuckers have a tent and it has a back porch and it has a grill pit, you know, that they all just made, you know. Right. Yeah. Like we didn't have, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have showers for like two months. Ew! Yeah, and they stinky uh, ass boys. You probably no, had those flashbacks no, of when you were a stinky ass freshman. No, I didn't say we didn't take showers. I said we didn't have right. You had buckets and shit. Right. Well, what, what these guys, what we would do was we would we would take these five gallon water jugs uh-huh. and and just leave them out in the sun all day. And then somebody took the spout and like drilled holes in it, and then they rigged up a little um, like a little rig or whatever, so you could set it up in this basket, and then. When you turned it over, the hot water would just pour would pour on you. Like the jug would keep it hot from the, when the sun was up. No, I get and it. And then right when the sun went down, you would f- put that motherfucker up, ding, you know. And this is all stuff you guys just like figured out, or were you taught this? Well, it's just it's different shit. Like some people figure shit out. Some people had things passed down from other previous right. deployments. Just all the little wisdoms that everybody had. How many people are you with? Um, for me, well. Well, th- that's a weird question too, just because it was a um, <clears throat> we 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 went there. We were we were in Kuwait with our main unit, which was I don't know, maybe a thousand people. Oh my god! And then, but we were I was in the early warning and control detachment, which is basically I think maybe fifty people, and we our job was to go in, up in front of everybody and set up like a little mini area just to get something set up. So, so basically, like, the grunts, the people on the front line, they would go kill stuff, 
And then we would go right behind them, set up a little radar and all that other stuff. And then the main, because the main unit just moves slow because there's so many people. You know, you, uh-huh. you, yeah, you have like a 50 vehicle convoy or whatever. It's, it's impossible to make it move very fast. So we would move on our own and go set up a little early detachment. This is the most chaotic summer camp I've ever heard of my yeah, life. Yeah, man. It was, it was chaos for me. I mean, because when, when you low-ranking people, they don't tell you anything. They don't tell you why you're doing stuff or because no one has to explain themselves. They just tell you to do You have to just do what you're told. There's so, no talk back. You just say, yeah, you're a, everyone's a yes I mean, man. maybe a little sass, you know, is expected, but, you know, but, but no one owes you an explanation. You're like, you know, you could literally, somebody could literally tell you to dig a hole right there and then the next morning tell you to fill it in and they don't have to tell you why they, you know just even though that makes no sense to you it doesn't have to you know it's like that's just what it is that's fucking so we just so yeah but but we we were you know what was good about it all is the simplicity of it mm-hmm. that's what when i came back to the states i didn't i missed that but i did I, but but i literally kissed the ground when i came back when i made it back to america i kissed the ground and i ate an in and out burger <laughs> and and <laughs> Actually, I ate five of them. <laughs> and and uh, but I but I did over time. I just I because some people love being deployed. Mm. They love it, you know. And and I get it. I get why because they don't have any. They don't have to think. They don't have to worry. You mm. know. Yeah, they know. They. I mean, imagine waking up every day, and you don't have to think about what you're wearing because it's already decided for you. Yeah. You don't have to think about what you're going to do because it's already decided for you. No, I totally get it. What I, you're going to eat. Yeah. Where you need to be. All of that is just is just simple. Your life is just very very simple, mm-hmm. and for some people that's, you know, that's worth it over over worrying about rent and food and kids and wives and yeah, yeah. It's just no. There's nothing else but your but your purpose. So while you're there, it's it's like it's like recover from work, sleep, and then go back to work. And it's not there's not much down like there's not like you guys are in the middle of the desert. There's not much around you. No, there's downtime. Like we have no. I didn't want to make it seem like that. We had plenty of downtime, but it was like Do you have weekends off. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm gonna no, be honest no. with you. My only experience of a marine is I lived in Uganda for a while. And I met this U.S. I met like I was at this Mzungu bar. That's what they called it. They called it. It was like the white people bar. That's what they would call it. White people were Mzungus. Mzungus, yeah. And we would go to this bar, and um, I met this guy. He was from New Hampshire. He's in the U.S. Marine. He was there stationed. And I started dating him because he was like, "Hey, I got. I was living in like a hut at the time. And I met this guy, and he goes, "I have a breakfast buffet and a shower and a king size bed." And I was like, "I'm in." So I started dating this guy for the omelets. That's all it took? <laughs> you have no idea. When you say, like, I was showering, I'm like, I showered in a goat farm. A goat was coming up. Why were you there? I worked for a nonprofit there. I was working oh. for a documentary filmmaker. Okay. Um, when I was, I used to be a lot cooler than I am now. Um, and so I was working there in, in uh, outside of, like, an hour outside of the Capitol. And, yeah, so when I moved to the Capitol... I met this guy and I was like, I'm smelly, gross. He was really hot, which helped. Um, and I was like, yo, I'm trying to eat an omelet and some breakfast potatoes. So I did, I did, that's how I started dating. So it's, but I, I had never really knew, I didn't know a lot of Marine, I don't really know a lot of people in the military. You know, if the only Jew, like people I really know are like in the Israeli, like that's, it's a different kind of situation. I don't know a lot of US Marines or soldiers, or whatever. So it was like my first taste of it. And I was like, this is fucking nuts. Like, like it's, Isn't every Israeli in the army? The girls are in there for, I think, two years, and the guys are three. 
and it's when they're 18 and whatever. But I, the only people that I know that are really, like, that were in the military are Israelis. I don't really know uh, a lot of, like, U.S. military. So when I do talk to people, I'm like, it's fascinating because I just don't really know the world that well. You hear a lot about it. It's kind of like meeting police officers now. It's like there's so much stuff in the media about this group of people, but you don't, I don't really know a lot. So it's interesting to like talk to people who are in it. It's such a intense experience that not a lot of people know about. And, And honestly, I think it's best to not talk to people that are new to it, you know? What do you mean? Because... <clears throat> some people, some people are like they're still indoctrinated. Like, like if you want to learn, if you want to know about the military, I think it's better to talk to veterans than people that are active. Oh, it's better to talk to people who are not new to the military, right? Or, or people yeah. that are active that have been in yeah. for a long time. Just because um, when you're new, when you're young and you're in it, you still believe all of the, you know, the bullshit and the the rhetoric and you know it's, it's like you 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 aren't seeing it clearly because you're not you don't have perspective in time exactly interesting yeah i mean all i learned was people in the the marines were party animals they loved to party love to drink and cheat on their wives and yeah. um you know they got crazy yeah. i mean everyone everyone was cheating I mean, really? Was it? Okay, so there really are a lot of cheating. I mean, that's what I noticed. I was like, oh, fucking people in the Marine Corps, they were like cheating on their wives right and left. And I was like, I don't, this is, I don't want to be a part no, of this. Well, I, I, well. Who are they cheating? Are they cheating on people, like other other people in the military? Or are they going, were people going off into Iraq, like finding women to cheat on their wives with? Because that's what I was talking oh, in Uganda. No, they were no, hooking no, up with Ugandan women. And I was like, okay, there's all right. No women that, there's no women. No, you, you went in no situations like that. I kind of know knew my answer when I asked it, no. but hell, I'll, I'll I mean, ask. no, there, there there was, I mean, there was like one guy that, that um, was like on a mission. He, he, I think he was, I think he was banging this Iraqi chick. Oh my but, god! But she, but that's so rare because there aren't there just aren't that many of them. The only re, the only way he was able to even get in that situation was because, like I said, this was on our second deployment, and and they had basically a a, a PX, which is basically like the military version of like I don't know where you can go buy stuff. Like mm-hmm. a mall, okay, and and it's like so you can go buy like toiletries and razors and and bicycles and like the type of shit that people would want. Like own. a military target, right? Exactly, and 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 they would have low. Actually, I don't think she was Iraqi because because to be honest with you, I don't think they had used Iraqis. I think they used some other nationality of people. Whoa, what? To do the work to like cause, work because yeah, that's, yeah. that's who like served our food yeah. and worked in those places like that and did our laundry. So. Um, but but yeah, it wasn't like this. It wasn't like this plethora of Iraqi women or, or foreign women. No, no. But 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 a lot of times, dudes were cheating, and dudes were getting cheated on. You know, because I think most of it comes from the fact of like why but with who? No, just just not not on non deployment. Like, but when we got back, oh, you know, when lot, they were back home with their yeah, wives, it was yeah. Because I mean, to be honest with you, it was mostly the wives that were cheating. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, because the guys are away. Well, yeah, because the guys are away. Yeah, and not and not just that, but you, but something I try to explain to so many people is, is, you know, not just for your wife or your potential wife, but also like if you join the Marine Corps specifically, but all the, the military, but the Marine Corps specifically, it's like you're going to end up in a situation where, you know, whatever you were back home, you know, add three points to that. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you, it's like if you a Minnesota six, and then you you go out on a ship, and it's like twenty women to four thousand men. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because girls, listen, honey, you listening? <laughs> if you're not that good looking, maybe it's time to join the Marine Corps. Hey. Get on a ship, and honey, those tits are suddenly going to be a one. Well, the thing is, it's just it's an it's an inevitability. Or 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 say you're not even on a ship. Say but but just you're on a Marine base. It's like the, there's I think there's so few women, and it's like you're going to. Had, you, like the the amount of dicks getting tossed at you in your direction is going to increase exponentially. No, I know it's like it's like being a straight guy in a theater school. Yeah. So imagine uh, so or a ima- female comic. Right. So <laughs> ma- no, but even worse than that, like a, like a, a, so imagine imagine you're from some small town. Yeah. And 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 you're and you and then and then some dude you were dating in high school invites you to San Diego, California, and now. You're surrounded by dudes that are all like in the best shape of their lives from all over the world, I mean all over the country, and the dude that brought you is gone. It's like you because because it's easy to say, it's easy to stand there and do some vows and shit. Mm. But you ain't never been in that you've never had that temptation of being like, oh shit, everybody wants me. Oh my god, everybody wants it's like you it's you're gonna it's just statistically it's gonna happen. Not everybody cheated. Not everybody's wife cheated. But 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 you could see you could see that deployment plane take off, and you and you you would see a bunch of women on the flight line waving goodbye, and then that night you would see them in the bar across the street. Oh my god! I mean, listen, I don't think that's the most scandalous thing that's happening in Iraq. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, 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 not, <laughs> no, not at all. But but it was just I think getting married young in the military no, is a I, mistake. I feel that. Okay. Everybody I knew that got married young got divorced. Yeah. Yeah, like the only, the only marriages that last were, were pe- that lasted were the people that were older. Were you dating while you were in, or you, while you were a marine, and while you were active? A, a little, I, and in fact, that same girl. So oh, right when From I the be- okay when I came home, when, when I came when I when I got the, back to my unit, um, I, I'll never forget because I, I was going to marry that girl, and and I remember my warrant, my warrant officer was like, um, "You got a girlfriend?" I was like, "Yes, sir." He was like, "Back home?" I was like, "Yep." He was like, "You gonna get married?" I was like. Yes, sir. He was like, no, you're not. I was like, what? And he was like, listen, man. He said, I could order you to, you know, stay away from her or whatever. But all I'm going to tell you is if the Marine Corps wanted you to have a wife, they would have issued you one. What? Yeah. He could order you to stay away from her? I mean, technically he could. No one does that. But they can if they want to. They can control who you're dating? They can control any... They can control any perceived you. threat to their. No, they can. They can control you from entering into any other contract. <gasps> you know, they like like say you can't say you drove on the base with a with a car you just bought. They could be like, no, take it back. What? You know what I mean? Yeah, you, they could stop you if they can. They don't. They usually don't. They usually have to have a reason. I mean, they it would be better for them to have a reason, but they don't need one. Interesting. But if they really wanted to fuck with you, they could be like, stay away from that lady. You know, take the car back. You can't have this. You can't have that. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. You got to be like okay with authority. Yeah. I he, mean, I, this is a travel no, podcast. He, I don't know how we got here, but honestly, it's so fascinating. I have to ask. No, but the thing is, he was looking out for me. You know, because because he, he, he knew it wasn't gonna last. Well, he was just like, don't. Yeah, because it never does. It's well, like, how do you get, how are you gonna be in a long distance relationship from Iraq while you're in a war? To San Diego. I mean, people can't even make it work in New York and L.A. with yeah. Wi-Fi and 5G, okay? And, the thing is, and it's like, that's the thing. So, boom. So, and we, I know, to be fair, we didn't know that the war was going to happen. 
but 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 let's just say you know yeah. boom. So now you married you married your high school sweetheart, and then all of a sudden you gone for six months, and then you gone for ten months, and then you come back for a month, and then you and you might be gone again. You know they they don't even know. It's like I'm that, out. that takes. I'm out. Yeah, and I so and so now so now you're so now basically you've been married for three years. You only had a year and a half to fuck. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? My boyfriend stays late one night at work. I'm like salty for a week. <laughs> I'm like, get your ass out. I'm bored. Yeah, it's like you, now some people, some people worked it out because they were like, you know, because polyamory wasn't popular back then. Mm. But it was people that was into, into some freaky shit. It was like, oh, I know what she's doing. You know oh my mean? goodness. Just make sure you only fuck. How old? Know, how old were you? Johnson and um, <laughs> at that time, I, I was in there from 18. To, uh, 24. Oh, you are just a bebe. Have you have you been out of the country since? I mean, is that really I just I just went to Canada. You went to Canada? Yeah. What did you go to Canada for? For the um, just for last Vancouver. How'd it go? It was all right. Have you spent I was time? not impressed with Canada. Really? Why? Hot take. Yeah, tell us what you don't like about Canada. Um less impressive America. Actually, that's not true. The food was good. I just you know, it wasn't it wasn't Canada. It was yes it was. <laughs> I can't even explain what bothered me the most, but the Vancouver was beautiful. Yeah, Vancouver the, is beautiful. At least downtown was great. Um, the food was great. Um, at least we went to a fancy place. It was good. Where'd you uh, go? Where, where, the, oh, the comedy crowd was great as well. We did it. Me and Rosebud co-headline uh, the Biltmore Cat Cabaret. That's fun. I know it was awesome, um, <clears throat> but I didn't like the hotel. <laughs> I, I, I I talked to, do you know Caleb Heron? Caleb who? Heron. I don't think so. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. But I bumped into him and we uh, we were like, Let's, can we complain together? Sure. The And and he told me a little secret and I and it makes perfect sense. But he was like, don't, he was like, don't go to five star hotels because they're old. <laughs> right? He's like, it's better to go to a four star hotel that was just built. Mm. Than a five horse, a five star hotel that's been around since you know for for fifty years. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah, because he he was right. It was like this hotel was like you could tell it was, like, it was super expensive, but it wasn't. It's stuffy. It was stuffy, old, creaky. It was like yeah, it was like moldy in yeah. the showers, and it was like they ain't had ventilation. You could tell it's probably asbestos in this motherfucker. Yeah, plumbing's a mess. They yeah. make you like like throw away your toilet paper. You yeah. know those places that are like our plumbing is very sensitive. You need to throw away your toilet paper in the trash can. Oh, what? It's fucking bullshit. I've never been in a place like that. Oh my god, in America? No, there's a lot of places where I mean, I maybe, but there's a lot of places where the plumbing is very sensitive. And so you have to, I mean, this is very, this is true for a lot of the world. I don't want to be insensitive. I mean, that is kind of how it is in a lot of places. But there are places where you have to, like, you can shit and pee in the toilet, and then you have to wipe your ass or vagina or dick or balls and whatever with the toilet paper, but you have to throw away the toilet paper or the trash can because the plumbing can only handle human waste. Wow. And so then you just got a trash can of shit. So what do you do? Of shit paper. What do you do about that? Fucking suck it up or fuck up their plumbing and fuck up a whole economy. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty disgusting. I mean, I lived in India too and I had to pee. I had to shit in the ground. So I've 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 shit in every single hole configuration you can do. Wow. Yeah. Anything ever splash up on you? One time, so when I was living in India, I, I had to I had to pee. I think it was just pee. 
But it doesn't matter. Everything's happening in the same hole. And in Pete, you squat down. But as a girl, it's just more complicated because you boys, with your dick privilege, you can just stand there and pee. I had to squat, right? Because you have to aim. Because if you don't aim correctly, you got pee just like going down your leg, hitting your pants or whatever on your oh, shoes. Yeah. It's gross. And you stay, smell like pee. So I was squatting, but I had my purse was slightly open and I was squatting and my phone fell out and went straight into the hole. And I, and it was like the only form of community. I was 19. It was the only form of communication I had with like anyone at home or anything like that. And so my iPhone is down in this fucking Indian toilet hole. And I had to pay this lovely Indian man like 500 rupees, which I think is like 10 bucks. Um, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. To fish it out. To fish it out. But nothing's surviving that fucking thing. So then my host mom told me to put it in a bag of rice, but it was, it was done my dad told me to burn it he was like that's the, the, the grossest thing i've ever heard in my life right. take well, that what home. the fuck is a bag of rice gonna do it's well sometimes when it goes in it was just pee so i thought like liquid you know when you when you when you get your phone wet back when it was not water resistant now they're water resistant but when you get your phone wet, they say put it in a bag of rice because it'll it could help it wake up i don't know okay i no, was no just... no the, the, you put it in a bag of rice because it absorbs the moisture right, right. so it helps it wake up but nothing surviving that. Um, so I. But what about the poop? There was no poop on it. It was just pee. Oh, okay. Because I do think it's like you know our toilets where it's like you pee in the water, you poop, then you flush, and it goes down. It's like it's just going into the ground instead of it going into a bowl. But it's the same thing. You still press like a button to. Uh, you still flush it. So I do think it like opens. I don't oh, really get it. I see. Okay. But it's just, it's just, you're not sitting on a bowl. You're just squatting over over the hole. So imagine if the toilet bowl, like a Western toilet bowl, was just melted it. into yeah. the ground. You got to have your ACLs intact. What, so would, what happens? How do old people do it? I This is something that I genuinely want. I think they squat. I think old people are just really flexible in India. They're just like, yo, but once your ACL go. And then they, and then they have these. Um, they have, uh, and so it's, they don't use their, um, they don't use toilet paper. They actually think we're disgusting, which is, which is fair. They think we're disgusting for using paper to wipe our asses. They have a hose and you shoot, you, you hose yourself and then you wipe with your left hand. That's why it's very rude in other, some other cultures to shake with your left hand because that's your shit hand. Wait a minute, they think we're gross for they, not using our hands? They think we're gross because they essentially bidet themselves every single time they take a shit and they think we're gross for just putting some paper on our asses and not fully cleaning because they wash their hands after. Oh, well, I do both. But th- but they think we're disgusting. Like, like a lot of Indians I talked, they were like, that's fucking disgusting. Like you guys don't wash, you don't hose yourself. And I'm like, it's a whole production. Every single time I go to the bathroom, I'm soaking wet. I don't really know. Like, I have, there's no towels. <laughs> and it's, I'm soaking wet. Now i got to put my pants back on. It looks like I peed my pants because I'm all wet. But, yeah, you, you hose yourself. There's, like, a bucket that you can splash whatever happened on the ground. And then hit the road. That sounds very complicated. It's very complicated. But, you know, it's to them, it's way more hygienic. So it's just interesting because, like, to them, it's absolutely disgusting. Not to everybody. I'm not speaking. But, you know, generally speaking, the consensus I got was, you're fucking disgusting. I mean, what kind of pressure are we talking on these hoses here, though? Good pressure. It's uh, like blasting your asshole. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. see, I... I mean, it's pretty impressive. I agree. I, listen, once... It is it's so difficult to talk American men into using bidets. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but, I don't know like, why they wouldn't want but to. But once you start, mm. yeah, like I like I put it like this. I bought one. Um, I bought one for me. So I have I have I have roommates. I have the master bath bedroom with a bathroom. So I bought one for myself. Okay. Um, so you get the two the the what's it called the two two 
Two, wait, what's the what's the Toto? Toto. Oh, the Toto's the big one, but there's another one that's that's very popular. Oh, right Tushy. Now. Tushy, yeah. Yeah. Which, um, which one did you get? I got the I got a Toto. Oh yeah, you got the hot you got the, the high class one. In fact, here's 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 something that you here's a little little fun fact for your listeners. Um, the 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 electronic bidet, what we think of as a bidet today, was invented here. Mm. It was invented in the United States, but it, the guy that invented it invented it for um, for old people. He made one for his for his parents, and, and the, it was awesome. And, but he, trying to sell it, it was like back back in the forties or fifties or whatever. It was hard to go like go around the country talking about shit, like to, especially people talking about their parents shitting. So it was like it just impossible for him. So it, he he sold the idea to Toto in Japan. Fascinating. And, and now it's the Japanese toilet. <gasps> but it's really an American invention. Oh, my God. They culturally appropriated our, our well, shit. Well, they bought, it, they bought it fair and square. That is so cool. Yeah. Okay, that's so great. So Toto's the original oh my God. Japanese toilet. So, But it's actually the original American toilet. Exactly. And, Love that for And I, have, I, have, I, I don't have my dream one, but I have. What's your dream one? I, I want the I want to buy the whole toilet, not just the seat. You know, I want to buy the one because because if you've seen like the top of the line joints, they, they make your butt warm. Yeah, they'll greet they'll greet you. No, mine has a warm it has a warmer. Oh, it has a uh, a dryer. It doesn't have a dryer mm. or deodorizer. Oh, so they have ones that have dryers, deodorizers. There's one that's that's self clean. There's ones that greet you when you walk up to them. <laughs> you know, there's what's the deodorizer. Because does it you, deodorize your like butthole or no, deodorizes just the toilet? No, have you have you ever used one with a dryer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, well it, you know, it can basically be like you're blowing your shit air back up into your face. So this is kind of gave you a sty or or whatever, but it just doesn't <laughs> smell good. So yeah. this is to make so that that doesn't smell bad. Oh, yeah. interesting. But but there's ones with all, all manner of features. There's ones that keep track of your stats. Like how often you're going? Mm-hmm. How often you're going? Mm. What what the daggone consistency of it is? What it can like tell the it's like the col- it was the color and the girth. Yeah. <laughs> like, Welcome, Chessie. This is the third shit you've taken this week. Shut up. It looks like you need protein or whatever. I don't know. What? I, I don't. I don't think that. I'm, I'm exaggerating now. That's juicy. You I should know. be the guy for it. You should do the voiceover. I'm since I was a child. I've been waiting to live in a, a truly smart home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking like the Starship Enterprise. Like, you got I those NFC to... things? You know those little oh, NFC yeah. I have stickers? Them ev- I have them everywhere. Oh my god, my my boyfriend's like all on it right now. He's trying to NFC your whole fucking apartment. <clears throat> I have them. You need those, and then you, there's an app called um, um, IFTTT. Okay. Which is if then then that. Uh huh. If yeah, if then if this then that. Okay. And it's, so it's basically like it's it's just like that. It's like you tell your phone. If this, then do this. Like, oh. like if this is the condition, then do that thing. Ooh. And those those tags help you do that. So you like you set it on a tag. Like if I set it on a tag on my nightstand, it knows it's bedtime, so it knows like set an alarm. Okay. You know, turn off the light. That kind of thing. Turn my turn my channel silent. Is there anything for travel that you can do with that? With the tags? Yeah, with like any smart. Since you're like a smart home guru, is there uh, any oh, smart? Are there no any guru. smart features you can do that are helpful with travel? Um, not, no, it's okay. not with NFC tags, but I do have because um, well, you can do it. With, I'm a Samsung guy, but you can do it with Apple. Apple has Air tags, so I keep an Air. I keep an Air. I have, an, I have a Samsung Smart Tag attached to my attached to my wallet, and I have one in my backpack and one in my suitcase. Oh, so <clears throat> I can track them 
as best I can. I can track them okay. wherever I am. Okay, good to know. I guess it doesn't hap- doesn't it doesn't help as much with um, Apple just because. Well, we have some Samsung people, I'm sure. No, but but with app, Amer- like America and England and maybe Canada are like the only countries where the iPhone is like dominant. Mm. So, because it has to, you have to be around other iPhones mm. or Apple products. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Samsung; you have to be around the other stuff because they have, they have their own network. Tile is another one that has its own thing, mm-hmm. but but that's how it knows where stuff is. It's like if I have a tile. And you and you have a tile, then they both see where each other. So, like, if I don't know where my shit is, but it's near your shit, I'll get a ping saying, "Hey, it's it's over here," because it's using your phone to tell me. Where oh, my shit is. okay. So you don't like Canada? Not a big fan. No, no. It was. It, I just didn't have a great experience. It was. I love. I liked Canada, but I was just like all the, all the shit to get through to go to Canada. I was like, yeah, I don't want to go to Canada that bad. But is that just traveling in general now, post-pandemic? It's just a pain in the ass. I've never liked traveling. I, I probably never will. <laughs> Welcome to my travel podcast. Yeah. No, no, see, no, don't get me wrong. I like I like being in other places. I don't like oh, getting... Oh, the route. Yeah. Yeah, because flying is... like They just keep making it less comfortable and then charging you to be comfortable. It's horrible. Because well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a race to the bottom. There is no... What are they going to do? What are, what are airlines going to do to make any more money? They can't. There's, what, they can start charging you to go to the bathroom? There's nothing Man. else. They can, so they make it increasingly worse so that just getting back to square one is, is how they can make more money, you know? Yeah. Um, what's your be- what are some travel tips you have? Um, travel tips I have. Because you, you're on the road a lot. Yeah. Where, so you're, how often are you touring? Oh, pretty often, right? Yeah, pretty much every week I'm going somewhere. So you are constantly flying and staying in hotels and all mm-hmm. that. Are you doing the buyout or are you doing the? Uh, are you just putting staying wherever the wherever the club puts you up? I've I have been staying where they put me, but I'm about to start doing the buyout. Hell yeah! Yeah. So what is um, what are some of your favorite cities to go and perform comedy? Philadelphia. Okay. What do you do when you're in Philly? What's your uh, favorite thing? What do you where where are you eating? Where are you I hanging see, out? Oh man, I've I've eaten so many good places, but I can go on here. So <clears throat> I always go to. Uh, uh, Ionelli's Bakery, which is something I was introduced the first time I went to Philly. Okay. And then, no, that's not it. And then the last time I was in Philly, we went to this place called Fresh to Go. Bro, it was so it was so good. It Fresh was, to Go sounds like a salad, like a salad place. No, no, <laughs> the, this place they served. They had like um, like oxtail and fish and. Chicken Ooh. and, and um, just good ass pasta and good ass desserts. They got everything. Yeah, man. And this dude, he was so generous and thoughtful, man. Because he, at first, he was he was dropping food off at the club, mm. and he he dropped food off at the club the first night, and then the second night, and then the third night. I was like, yo, let's just go to his restaurant, and it was it was so good. It was in the hood. Okay, it was fucking awesome. Great. Good yeah, to know. man, I had a good time. And then Ionelli's is like the secret pizza place, mm. where like they don't they only open fifteen days a year or something. What? Yeah, yeah. What do they do in the rest of the year? Whatever he wants. Maybe he's because he is makes this like every... a mafia place. No, no, it ain't <laughs> like that. He just he does, he runs like I think the the pizza place is like in his family. Okay. And he knows all of the secrets, you know, of the, the baking, the bread, and the sauce, and all that. So he keeps it alive. Mm-hmm. But he does like real estate and all this other stuff. Okay. Like he's a, he does he does, he's one of these jack of all trades dudes. All right. Want to go spear fishing and repair shit. This is one of it. This is like a hobby restaurant. 
Um, I wouldn't Copy say that right. because it seemed like I think everything he does is to make the stuff because he makes everything. He makes the dough, the sauce. I think he grows the vegetables. I don't know what the fuck. All right. Well, if you're in Philly, check it out. What are some of your other like favorite places oh. that you that you tour, cities you like? Noise canceling headphones. Oh, okay. Tell buy, us. All- buy you a pair of noise canceling headphones. It will make, I mean, obviously this isn't something, I mean, I think if you're traveling a lot, you're probably already doing this, but, you know, noise canceling is where it's at. I currently, my travel pair of headphones is the Sony um, WX1000 or WH1000XM5s, which just came out, which means the XM4s are cheaper now. Ooh. Well, it might be the same price. I think you can get a pair for $300, which is worth every fucking penny because the noise canceling is outstanding. The only reason you would need the XM5s over the XM4s is because the voice calling is is much, much better. But This is good to know. But as far as like superior noise canceling, like you want a bubble, you want a cone of silence, man, I'd be on... I remember this, the, um, this was maybe six or seven months ago. I remember... Um, I I got up to get off the plane and I took off my headphones and this lady behind me she had like three babies by herself and I guess they'd been screaming and crying the whole flight and she was like apologizing to me and I was like lady I ain't hear none of that shit this is good to know this like, is I'm good sorry to know. for you <laughs> this is good to know yeah man you I can just, live through a catastrophe with those things on I mean I mean don't get me wrong the, the XM fives are better but not not significantly like these you you could probably be standing in the middle of a construction site and I and I hear that's a good sell. You should do their PR. Yeah. When you're when you're traveling, are you the type of guy who's like, okay, I'm gonna go out and like go to a bar and get to know people, kind of mingle. You're you're going to work, coming home. You're 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 like the you're like a marine again. Listen, if With I, com, you're like a marine. You're like I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna come home. And, I'm gonna eat my little weird airplane food and go to sleep and then go back. Yeah. I might do something. I might do something early. If I get up early, I might go do something. I mean, I definitely will go do something. Like what do you like to do? What, what but, when you're traveling? Uh, after, are you like, I'm not going after hours. No, you're just going to home, going to bed. Yeah. What do you do? Like are, when you are traveling around or going to different cities, are you like looking for the food scene? Are you like a hiker? Are you like? No, I'm a, looking for the. I'm looking for the food. Looking for the food. I'm looking for the art. Show me the museum. Ooh. Show me the food. What are your favorite museums in the U.S.? Mm, I mean, honestly, my favorite museum. That I've probably ever been to is here in L.A. The Getty? Fuck the Getty. No, that shit's boring. (laughs) No, um, I'm talking about the uh, the uh, the Academy Museum. Okay. You know, have you been over there? The the Museum of Film. Uh, You know, I'm from Los Angeles, and I've probably never been. You know what? You know what? It looks like it's part of the Modern Art Museum. Okay. Because that's how I I went there with a friend recently. I went to the. um, It's not the Museum of Modern Art. What do they call it? LACMA. Okay. Yeah, so we went to LACMA. Okay. And we thought we were just walking into another LACMA building, but it turned out to be the, the Academy Museum that was, like, right next to it. And so we paid the extra money to go up in here, and it was just so much. It was better than LACMA. It was, like, it was just a great, it was a great experience. You're trying to look at modern art? 
Or what's your what's your favorite? Yeah, I'm all about the modern shit. I ain't trying to go. You're trying to see a chair in the middle of the room with like a red stripe and that's moving you. Yeah, or I'm I don't to... fucking get it. Yeah. I look at art. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. I look at I I'm like, what's wrong with me? It does nothing. It, I, I see it. I go. I don't fucking get it. Yeah. I, people are crying. I'm like, what are you crying about? What do you what? People are like, this is so raw and real and emotional and terrifying. I'm no. like, it's a fucking stool. Or, or I like, don't get it. Or it's a square. I just don't understand. But I think I'm wrong. It's like how, you know how people are like, you know, Seinfeld, the greatest comedian, whatever. And it's like, well, I guess I'm wrong. (laughs) Everybody else loves Seinfeld. You know, it's like, I guess I'm wrong because everyone seems to be crying. It's like wine. It's like, you ever ever see how people will, like, like these rich people, like they can't tell the difference between wine you bought at the dollar store and this $500 bottle of wine. Right. And But they sit there and go, oh yeah, the, mm, the notes and the aromatics and they just they just play along because they think they're supposed to, to. Right. To be sophisticated. Yeah. So I think some art is that. It's Or some people are really into art and they, and they're overwhelmed by the fact that of like when it came from. That like I'm touching something that the historical um, significance right, right. of it, but but most people are just pretending because they think it makes them look sophisticated. Thank you for saying you know, that because like, I definitely think that something's wrong with me. Like, like I'm like, missing a chip. When I look at, I literally feel nothing. I don't. I just don't get it. Right. Uh, if, some some of, none. Wait a minute. You feel nothing from any art. Most art means nothing to me. Mm. Like I, I truly, I, I want to appreciate it. I'd rather look at like nature. To me, that's more, like, that's, like, really awe-inspiring. That moves me. I can, like, cry from looking at nature or, like, looking at, like, I went to Petra in Jordan, and I cried the whole time I was there. I cried. I literally couldn't stop crying. I was so, which is not, like, I'm not really sentimental in that way, but I just couldn't stop crying. It was, like, the most incredible thing I've ever seen of, like, you know, do you know what Pet, do you know Petra? Mm-mm. Um... It's a very ancient city that was carved into the rock. It's like the pink city. It's what they call it. But it's it's basically from a million bajillion years ago when these people just carved like rooms and whole buildings and whatever into the rock. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it goes on forever and it's amazing. And it just, I made me cry the whole time. And looking at beautiful nature or whatever. But I, most, most art I look at, I'm like, I don't know if this is good or bad. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell. <laughs> I don't get it. What am I? What is wrong with me? Like, why can't I see it? What is Cause, it? Because there's no good or bad. It's like you either feeling it or you don't. I just don't. I can't tell. I think what it is, it's not that I don't like it. I can't tell if it's good or bad. I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking Cause, for. Because that's not real. It's no good or bad. What I mean is I can't tell if this is like. You can't tell if you like it. I can't tell if I, I don't know what I'm uh-huh. supposed to like or not. Like, I'm like, it's a chair with some paint. I don't know. See, for me... The chair looks comfy, I guess. Like, I don't know. I think it's this. <laughs> and I think this is true of all things, not just art, but, but sports, mm-hmm. comedy, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like how impressed you are with something, I mean, at least I think most people, is is directly connected to how far away you see yourself from being able to do it. Okay. And so when, yeah, if you're not impressed, you're not going to, you know, it's like if you see, if, if someone's like, oh, they put a toilet in the mall, that's art. You're like, well, I could put a toilet in the mall, so I'm not impressed. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's that. It's, and then, you know, but there's some student, some art student will come along and be like, no, but the toilet represents, you know, whatever the fuck. You know, I, what I do like about it is that it's, when people say, I could have done that, but you didn't, and that person did. And to me, that's more what I find moving. But sometimes you didn't because 
There's no need sh- to. Because no one should have done it. <laughs> y- you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. Sh- you just, it didn't need to happen and you didn't need to do it either. It's like, yeah, you took a picture of a turd on a lawn. It's like, yeah, no one else did it, but did anyone need to? But, but sometimes, like, what, like, truly, what, I have friends that are really into art. And will you take me to a museum and show me what's cool? Yeah. Okay. I'll take you to LACMA. Thank you. Sh- tell me what you like and why you like it. And let me see if I can learn this language. Because I would like, I think it would open up my brain in some cool ways. When I'm on mushrooms, I like art, I think. Yeah, well, there's dope shit. But I, I'm, I'm not one to dwell. See, me, I can make a run, I can make a run through the museum in, like, an hour. Okay. You know, and just I'm like, bing, bing, bing. I'm You're not. Like, sto- I saw. It. I I'm not it. stopping. I'm not trying to read the placards. Yeah. I'm not trying to. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to discuss nothing. Like, mm-hmm. either it looks dope to me or it don't, and I'm moving on. So what's so your favorite one's here, but when you are traveling, you're trying to see the museums and you're trying to get some good. Nosh. Yeah, I think um, who else had a museum? Oh, Cleveland had a good museum. Okay. Uh, nothing mean? else good about Cleveland. <laughs> uh, Portland. One, Portland, Portland has. Portland okay. was dope. What's your least favorite U.S. city? My least favorite UF city that I've been to so far. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's tough, man, because I'm so irritated by everything. But <laughs> I will probably have to say Liberty when I went. I was in Liberty Town, Ohio. Oh, that's very specific. Well, it's 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 outside of Cincinnati. Okay. Um. So I would say I probably had the least. The worst experience. No, actually, man, you know what? Because I need to separate the. So I would say probably Denver. Denver was very disappointing to me. Yeah, like the comedy club was dope. Yeah. But this, but it was just nothing else going on. People really love to like talk about Denver like it's some kind of crazy, amazing place. And it's like, it's just LA, but smaller and less attractive people. Right. Like everyone there is just, if you. Like looks like if you just that's like never every, took anyone in LA to a Sephora, you know what I mean? There's no food. It's like everyone. There's, it's like that's where everybody go when they when their grandma didn't give them the recipes, the family recipes. They moved to Denver, you know. Because whenever you ask someone what's cool to do in Denver, they tell you where to go outside of Denver. Right. They're like, oh, there's good hiking twenty miles outside of Denver. <laughs> I'm like, what's cool to do in Denver proper? They're like, oh, you know, there's a mall like fifty miles. I'm like, no, what's happening here in the fucking confines of the yeah. city limits like the airport's haunted you're like okay well that's There's, not yeah no no one ever whatever someone's like denver's cool they're talking about nature <laughs> away from denver yeah and colorado like, is cool i was begging people like so wait a minute what, what what food is denver known for like that's the thing if you go to any other city in america and you go what is the what is the food that i have to eat before i leave here everyone will go oh it you know eat you gotta have a tom sausage or you gotta have a mountain oyster mm-hmm. or you gotta have a fucking you know, Debbie's baked potato pie or whatever. And you go to Denver and go, what's the food here? And they go, I don't really have, I don't really have that. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't there for that long to go, like, really explore the whole place. But it was like nobody had anywhere to point me at all. So. Yeah, they point you out of Denver. That's yeah. what they do. Here's a little, here's a little, here's a little traveling pro tip. Okay. Bring the flight crew chocolate. What? Yes. Oh. Bring, go. You got manners. Before you go to the airport. You just always keep them with you. Keep a bag of those, you know, the little mini Mr. Good bars and Hershey's Kiss and, and you know what I'm talking about? The little tiny chocolate bars you would give out for like Halloween. Don't they think this is like a security threat? Why? Why would that be? Not you. I'm saying, don't they, don't they like, don't give me random shit. Don't give me random packages. Don't give me random boxes. Don't give me. No, just seal Just give it to them sealed up. Okay. All right. No, they don't give a fuck because no one ever gives them anything. So they're just so excited. They're just like, oh my God. And the, and the thing is, a lot of times they are 
they are turning around. So they they just they were just on a long ass flight, right? And they can't leave. They gotta they gotta stay on the plane and clean the plane and blah blah blah. And no one ever gives them shit. And they gotta eat that shitty airplane food. And so, so you just go, hey man, here's here's a couple bars of chocolate for y'all. Blah blah blah. blah. So they will and they will fucking treat you good as a motherfucker. Sometimes you'll get an upgrade out of it. Yeah. Like sometimes like there's an empty first class seat or something. And you you know you you don't have an official upgrade, but they but they'll, they'll be like scoot you up front. They'll scoot you up front. They'll give you drinks. They'll they'll treat you because no one gives, no one ever does shit for them. This is the best investment you could ever make. I'm telling you some good shit. Being, and sometimes nothing comes of it, but, but it's good vibes. But more often than not, they'll love you. They'll treat you good. And if there's any way to give you some hookups, they'll hook you up. I asked a flight attendant once how she was, and she started crying. This was illuminating. Thank you so much. I want. I mean, I have a lot of other questions for you that are unrelated oh, to travel. One more. Oh, go ahead. Get the lounge. If you if there's a way for you to get access to any of the lounges, do that. Okay. What's your favorite lounge? Um, probably the Centurion Lounge, but you know, it's not that many of them. I have some access to like the Chase Sapphire Preferred gives you like access to lounges, but I can never fucking find it. It doesn't exist. In the it's, airport? It can never find it. Yeah, it's almost like they don't want you to find they it. They don't want well, you to find well, it. They have a problem with overcrowding or whatever, so they don't want, you know. But no, the, but Delta just built a new one in, in LAX, so Delta has two now in LAX. Okay. Delta, the Delta Lounge is the one I go to the most, but the Cent- I'll go to the Centurion Lounge if, I, if I'm near one. Bougie. Yeah, but they're nice. It's free because it's free booze. It's free food. It's worth it. It's free. Sh- it's, yeah, showers. It's just more comfortable chairs. All kind of workstations. What is the cost of that to have to have? So a the Delta Lounge is well. First, you have to be a Sky Miles member, but yeah, it's it's either five hundred and twenty five dollars a year. Oh, or you have to have their reserve card, which is their highest card, which is That's, also an American Express, yeah. which also gives you access to the Centurion Lounge, the American this Express. Is all, this is good. This is good right. to know. And it's worth it because if you travel as much as you do, or in general, if you're traveling a few times a year or more, like if you add up, if if it's free alcohol, free food, free showers, whatever, it adds up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've wanted it for as long as possible. And then one day I just fucked up and like got confused and didn't realize like I had like a six-hour layover. That got you. And I walk and I walked around. And I'm like, how much is it? They're like five hundred dollars. I'm like, fuck, that's what I just made. Fuck it. And so I paid it, and uh, and I walk in there, and Taylor Thomason and Dustin Nickerson are in there. <gasps> and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing in here? And they're like, well, you what is what we always are. I'm like, wait a minute. So what a party, right? And I told them like, I just don't want to spend that much money. And then Dustin broke it down for me like, well, you know, you gonna spend that much money anyway? Like, I bet you just bought food out there. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what, you, you spend like twenty dollars buying food in the airport. And you do that, you know, it, like it pays for itself. It does pay for Because the food itself. in here is free. Yeah, it totally does. It's a great thing. If you travel a lot, just add up what, because airport, airport food's so expensive. Every little thing is like $500. So, right. you know, it's good. It's good. Yeah, These it's are worth, good tips. These good, are all worth it to good increase hot your, also get you a portable battery. Yeah. These are all things that people know, though. Okay. What, what other questions you got for me outside of? Um, well, it doesn't sound like you were doing a lot of global, you know, you're, you're not going overseas a lot. Not yet. Where do you want to go? I want to go to, I want to go to, um, Zimbabwe. I want to go to Sweden. I want to oh. go to Japan. Oh. Um, I want to go to, uh, London. Okay. Um, yeah. I want to go to like all of the, you know, I yeah, I want to go to, I want to go to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go to Brazil. Mm-hmm. You got a lot. Of, you got a lot of places on your itinerary. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it too. 
I feel like, and if this question is offensive in any way, please tell me to shut the fuck up. I feel like travel influencing and like resort life and all that is very white. Is there like mm. a place, where are the black people going? That's true. Burning Man is very, it's like Burning Man. It's all very white. white. Like I feel like it's like, it, you know, travel industry is trying to change that. I do know that like it's, there's been a lot of back, like, you know, it's very, it's a very white industry. It's very um, like little tiny white blonde girls just <laughs> fucking, you know. But isn't that true of all things that are awesome? True. Oh, sure. Traditionally, they're very. Where are the black people? Where are black people going? I don't know. Are there like hot spots for black, like for black people that feel like inclusive? Because I feel like you know when I've talked to some. I mean, please, I'm not going to say my black friends, but you know, I've talked. So some people, some friends of mine have said, you know, I don't feel comfortable at a lot of these resorts. They're very white. They're very. I feel like the I'm the only black person there. And it's just not my vibe. Like, I want to be in a place where I feel like I'm with, you know, people that I, I want to feel comfortable. Yeah. Are there are there places that your family likes to go, or whatever, that you feel like are more inclusive? There's all, like, I think that's the first, per- t- like, black folks that are new to travel, that's the first thing we search up is. Um, where are black people, where are black people going? Yeah, I mean, it makes total yeah, sense. Or where is it, where, where is it less racism? Or where is Sure, the, yeah. What's cool for black people? Yeah, because I'm not trying to go somewhere where it's like... People giving me weird looks and right, yeah. treating you like you know you work there or something like that. What are the countries that are like safe for okay. black folks? Okay, so what yeah. what are, what is that? What have you found in your research? I just name them. I just name some. Of them. Okay, Sweden. Yeah. Sweden. Okay, Zimbabwe. the Swedes are the Swedes are cool. The Swedes are cool. Okay. Um, the because the, I know I know a lot of black folks that have um, what do you call it? Expats like they hmm? that have moved to these places or yeah. whatever just because they have. Better benefits and better, mm-hmm. yeah. Ironically, <laughs> yeah, the aggressively white places are safe. <laughs> it's like a like a. I know Japan is cool. Yeah, Japan's the number one on my list. Probably. Japan's cool. Yeah, you like. And I think they also. Oh, actually, I want to go to Korea too. Korea's really having a moment. You know, between Squid Games, all the K-pop, what's going on? They're really having a. They're having the cultural moment. We're here. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, and I think it, I think it's more it's it's a more accessible culture mm-hmm. than um, Japanese and Chinese culture to some degree. Okay. Just because it's not as, <clears throat> I think it's closer to American culture than there than the other two. The Korean shit is just closer to us culturally. Yeah. Interesting. But I but this everybody else getting on it. I ain't new to this. I've been fucking with Korea, you know, mm-hmm. since yeah, yeah, since like old boy and. They really popped. Yeah, they they they're, they've arrived. They've arrived. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, you know, this was great, illuminating. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you for your comedy service Thank as well. Thank you for having a non-traveler on your travel pod. Well, I feel like everyone has a relationship to travel in some way. Well, you've encouraged me. I'm... I think that you need to start going. I think you need to see the world, yeah. and I'll start googling where where are places that are not shitty to black people, yeah. and let you know. I almost went to China before the pandemic. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use the pandemic as my excuse. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Anything you want to plug? No. Oh, my my podcast. Okay. B- BS with Brian Simpson. My my tour dates on BrianSimpsonComedy.com. Thank you, Brian, for being here. It's been a pleasure. Same. Take me to a museum, and I'll give you some travel yeah, rest. Yeah, we, will, we will do this. We'll go to Latin or, or the other one. The other one. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week on Globe Thoughting with Chelsea Gray.